Welcome to the Black Mambas of Football Soccer, your go-to podcast for all the latest soccer news featuring the top football strikers of the week, the best goals, and the standout performers. Join us as we dive into the world of the Black Mambas strikers, highlighting the top players from renowned leagues such as the World Cup, Champions League, Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Ligue 1, and Serie A. From Lionel Messi to Cristiano Ronaldo, Kylian Mbappe to Erling Haaland, and paying homage to legends like Pele, we'll keep you updated on the thrilling world of football's most lethal strikers. In today's episode, we'll cover the 2030 World Cup being co-hosted by Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. Concerns about the World Cup's integrity on climate due to hosting across multiple continents. Russia's readmission to under-17 competitions by FIFA and UEFA. Fan criticism of FIFA for spreading out hosting rights to six countries instead of one and a must-read book for soccer enthusiasts called World Cup History, World Cup Quiz by Etienne Newman. So, some exciting news for all you football fans out there. The 2030 World Cup is set to be a truly global affair, with matches taking place across six countries on three different continents. That's right. FIFA has confirmed that Spain, Portugal, and Morocco will be the co-hosts for this monumental event. But that's not all. The opening three matches will be held in Uruguay, Argentina, and Paraguay to mark the World Cup's centenary. It's hard to believe that it's been 100 years since the inaugural tournament in Montevideo. Now this decision is not set in stone just yet. It still needs to be ratified at a FIFA Congress next year. But if all goes well, we can expect an incredible World Cup experience in 2030. In addition to the exciting news about the 2030 World Cup, FIFA also made an interesting rule change for the 2034 finals. Only bids from countries in the Asian Football Confederation and the Oceania Football Confederation will be considered. This sparked some competitive spirit among nations in those regions, and Saudi Arabia wasted no time in announcing its bid to host the tournament for the first time. However, FIFA's decision to host the tournament across multiple continents hasn't been without its fair share of criticism. Some supporters' bodies have accused FIFA of engaging in a cycle of destruction against the greatest tournament on Earth. They argue that hosting the World Cup in different continents makes it more difficult for supporters to attend matches and raises concerns about the environmental impact. Furthermore, there are concerns about the choice of the host for the 2034 World Cup, as its human rights record is seen as appalling by some. Football supporters. Europe has even gone as far as saying that this decision signals the end of the World Cup as we know it. But FIFA president Gianni Infantino sees it differently. He believes that, in a divided world, FIFA and football are uniting through this decision. He states that the FIFA Council, representing the entire world of football, unanimously agreed to celebrate the centenary of the FIFA World Cup in the most appropriate way. The tournament in 2030 will not only bring together three continents, Africa, Europe, and South America, but also six countries, Argentina, Morocco, Paraguay, Portugal, Spain, and Uruguay. In this way, FIFA hopes to create a unique global footprint that celebrates the beautiful game and the World Cup's centenary. It's interesting to note that the opening game in 2030 is proposed to be held in Montevideo, Uruguay the same city that hosted the first-ever World Cup match back in 1930. Following that, matches will continue in Argentina and Paraguay. Then, the rest of the tournament, featuring 48 teams, will move to North Africa and Europe, 
This change of hemispheres adds an intriguing twist to the tournament, as teams may find themselves playing in two different seasons during the same World Cup. Now, let's talk about the co-hosts. If the 2030 proposal is approved, Morocco will become only the second African nation to ever host a World Cup, following in the footsteps of South Africa in 2010. Spain, on the other hand, has been selected as a joint host. This announcement comes weeks after former Football Federation chief Luis Rubiales resigned amid criticism for an incident at the Women's World Cup. Rubiales was accused of kissing Jenny Hermoso and appeared in court, where he was given a restraining order by a Spanish judge. However, he denied sexually assaulting Hermoso. It's worth mentioning that Spain last hosted the World Cup in 1982, which saw Italy emerge as champions for the third time. As for Portugal, even though it has never hosted the World Cup, it did host Euro 2004, adding to its experience of hosting major football tournaments. These six co-hosts will automatically qualify for the World Cup, similar to the previous editions. So we'll definitely see Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, Spain, Portugal, and Morocco competing on their home turf, which adds another layer of excitement and anticipation to the tournament. All in all, the 2030 World Cup promises to be an incredible event, bringing together fans from all over the world to celebrate the centenary of this historic tournament. With matches taking place across six countries, three continents, and potentially two different seasons, it's shaping up to be a unique and unforgettable experience for both players and supporters alike. Let's hope for a truly memorable and thrilling World Cup in 2030. So, we've got some interesting news from FIFA today that's raising some questions about their integrity when it comes to climate change. You see, FIFA announced that they will be hosting the 2022 World Cup across multiple continents, which is a bit concerning considering their track record. Back in November, BBC Sport reported that FIFA had made false statements about the reduced environmental impact of the World Cup in Qatar. They claimed it would be the first fully carbon-neutral World Cup, but they couldn't provide any proof to back up that claim. And to make matters worse, environmentalists called their carbon-neutral claim dangerous and misleading. According to Freddie Daly, a researcher for global economy policy at the University of Sussex, FIFA's decision to expand the World Cup across three continents is quite concerning. He questions whether they'll be able to deliver the tournament in a sustainable and climate-friendly way, considering the amount of air travel, fan travel, and athlete travel involved. Daly also points out that FIFA has a responsibility to educate people around the world about climate change and the transition to net zero energy. And he thinks that announcements like today's raise doubts about FIFA's integrity when it comes to climate and their support for the energy transition. It's not just environmentalists and researchers who are skeptical of FIFA's actions. Frank Husing, founder of Fossil Free Football, a group advocating for the elimination of fossil fuels in the sport, called FIFA's move outrageous, but unfortunately not surprising. He criticizes FIFA for prioritizing big tournaments with lots of fan travel and emissions over sustainability. Katie Cross, CEO and founder of Pledgeball, a fan charity focused on sustainability in football, agrees with Husing. She believes that FIFA is showing complete disregard for fans as humans by making decisions that prioritize profit over sustainability. In other news, Saudi Arabia has decided to bid for the 2034 World Cup, which aligns with the country's efforts to become a global leader in sport. Saudi Arabia has been hosting various sporting events since 2018, including football, Formula One, 
golf, and boxing. However, Saudi Arabia has been accused of using high-profile events like these to improve its international reputation, a practice known as sports washing. When asked about these accusations, Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman made it clear that he doesn't care. He said, if sports washing is going to increase my GDP by 1%, then we'll continue doing sports washing. So despite the criticism, it seems Saudi Arabia is determined to continue using sports as a way to boost their image. Moving on to a different topic within FIFA, they have also announced that Russia will be readmitted to its under-17 competitions. This is the first time Russia will be allowed to compete since their invasion of Ukraine 19 months ago. UEFA has already made a similar decision, allowing Russian sides to compete at U-17 level in European competitions. However, there are some conditions. According to FIFA, the Russian teams will have to play as the Football Union of Russia instead of Russia. They won't be allowed to use the country's flag or anthem, and they'll have to wear a neutral kit. UEFA's decision to readmit Russia has drawn criticism from the English Football Association. They stated that they do not support the decision and that England teams will not play against Russia. But UEFA defended their decision, stating that children should not be punished for the actions of adults and that football should continue to promote peace and hope. So there you have it. FIFA's decision to host the World Cup across multiple continents has raised concerns about their integrity on climate change. Saudi Arabia's bid for the 2034 World Cup has also drawn criticism for sports washing, and Russia has been readmitted to under-17 competitions, despite their recent actions. It's an interesting time in the world of football, and it seems like these issues are far from resolved. So, the big news is out. FIFA has announced that the 2034 World Cup will be hosted by multiple countries. And of course, soccer fans across the globe have a lot to say about it. Let's take a look at some of their comments. The top comment comes from someone who seems a bit cynical but also sees the bright side of things. They point out that instead of just taking a backhander or a bribe from one country, FIFA can now have the pleasure of accepting bribes from six countries. It's a sarcastic way of saying that FIFA has a reputation for corruption, and this decision just adds to it. But they also see the brilliance in FIFA's consistent behavior, sarcasm at its finest. Another fan shares a playful suggestion. They propose splitting the tournament across different continents. One half of the matches could take place in South America, the other half in Europe, extra time in Asia, and penalties in Africa. It's like they're trying to find a compromise that satisfies everyone. But of course, it's all in good fun and probably not a practical idea. Then we have a comment that highlights a consequence of this decision. The fan points out that because the 2034 World Cup will be hosted by multiple regions, it automatically means that Europe, Africa, North America, and South America won't be able to organize a World Cup themselves. It's a bit of a disappointment for fans in those regions who might have been hoping to see the tournament come to their doorstep. And finally, we have a comment that predicts an outcome that some may find controversial. The fan suggests that by paving the way for a World Cup hosted by multiple countries, FIFA is setting the stage for the inevitable Saudi World Cup. This comment seems to imply that Saudi Arabia's desire to host the tournament is inevitable, and FIFA's decision is just one step closer to making it a reality. Overall, soccer fans are sharing their thoughts on the announcement of the 2034 World Cup being hosted by multiple countries. Some are sarcastic, others playful, 
and some are already looking ahead to what this decision means for future tournaments. It's clear that FIFA's choice has sparked conversation and speculation within the soccer community. Have you ever found yourself pondering the origins of the grandest sporting event in the world? Or perhaps you're convinced that you're already well-versed in all things World Cup. Whichever the case may be, you mustn't let the opportunity pass you by to dive into World Cup history, World Cup quiz by Etienne Newman. This exhilarating book is your ticket to embark on a remarkable journey through the annals of World Cup history, spanning all the way back to its inception in 1930 and leading right up to the present day. Prepare to be captivated by a plethora of enthralling facts and intricate trivia pertaining to the tournament's standout moments and iconic players. Brace yourself to absorb an unrivaled wealth of knowledge about this fabled competition. So, regardless of whether you're an unwavering aficionado or simply seeking an engaging and enlightening literary experience, World Cup History, World Cup Quiz by Etienne Newman is destined to cater to your desires. Waste no time and secure your very own copy from Amazon today, propelling yourself into the realm of the ultimate World Cup trivia connoisseur. On this episode, we covered the co-hosting of the 2030 World Cup by Spain, Portugal, and Morocco, with opening matches in Uruguay, Argentina, and Paraguay. The concerns raised about FIFA's decision to host the World Cup across multiple continents, the criticism from fans regarding the spread of hosting rights, and a must-read book for all soccer enthusiasts. World Cup History, World Cup Quiz by Etienne Newman. Thanks for tuning in to the Black Mambas of Football Soccer your go-to podcast for the latest soccer news, top strikers, and the best goals of the week across major leagues like the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, League One, and Serie A. Don't miss out on our next episode. Subscribe now!